0: My name is Bridget, and I've never seen Rise of the Planet of the Apes.
1: Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Fine Out, Watch It. As always, my name is Adam. My name is Johnny. And as you heard up top, we are joined by Bridget, who is finally on the hot seat for Ape Roll, uh, because she has not seen Rise of the Planet of the Apes. So we're going to cover it here on the show where we show somebody, anybody, sometimes multiple people, a film they've never seen before, but they absolutely should have, as long as it fits the theme of the month. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, As we have been covering Planet of the Apes movies all Ape Roll long. We started out, if you haven't caught up, you can definitely go back and hear those. Uh, As we did the original Planet of the Apes, the first sequel beneath the Planet of the Apes, and then last week we jumped ahead through a wormhole for 2001's Tim Burton reboot, Planet of the Apes. So now we are here in the third or second attempt at resurrecting the franchise, third different iteration uh, of the Planet of the Apes franchise. Uh, So Pritchett, welcome. Thank you. Now we've talked about obviously your love and affinity for the originals, mm-hmm. uh, and your absolute disdain for the 2001 film, as we covered last week. And I don't think you made it 30 minutes into the movie before exclaiming that it sucks. <laughs> it, do- it does suck. <laughs> we didn't. We didn't correct you either. No. So, <laughs> no. um, but you have not seen the first two films in this new franchise. Uh, you have seen the third. So why don't you walk us through some of your history? With this movie, maybe why you didn't see it when it originally came out, what you know about it, and ultimately what you think of the third one, The War for the Planet of the Apes, which you have seen.
0: Sure. Can you refresh my memory? What year did this movie come out?
1: This is 2011.
0: 2011. Yeah, I think okay. it's
1: 2011, 2014, 2017 is how the the series goes.
0: Um, I'm trying to... Th- there are a couple theories I have for why I didn't see this when it first came out. Uh, it's entirely possible that I was... Being very stubborn about my love of the originals and, you know, I just, if I am going to watch a Planet of the Apes movie, it's going to be from the original series. I don't, I don't need anything new. That's a possibility. My other theory is this was a time I did not have a driver's license Mm -hmm. and if nobody else wanted to see this movie with me, I wasn't going to go see it, you know, and then never, never got to it probably for the, the former reason rather than the latter I don't, like, I don't, they made three of them, mm-hmm. but I don't remember these movies having a big cultural impact in any way. I don't remember people saying, like, oh, you gotta see it, for sort of vague stuff about, you know, Andy Circus's performance yeah. and all the mocap, what have you.
1: That was the biggest thing to come out of this series, I think, was people clamoring for an Andy Circus getting nominated for an Oscar push mm-hmm. of, like, everything you see in the movie it's him acting. He should be considered an actor, more so than like a, a typical voice actor in yeah. this instance, because he's actually physically performing the role. So I think by the second movie, they were like, "Guys, we gotta do something," and ultimately, nothing ever came of it. Yeah, but that was the biggest cultural shift outside the theater.
0: Yeah, I also I have I don't know maybe we can talk about this afterwards. And Adam, you might have a good perspective on it. And I do remember that that push, but I don't. Part of me is like, he is animated. Like, mocap is not such a seamless process that it's immediately translating all of his movements. Like, there is a team of animators making this happen as well. Yeah,
1: they're covering up blemishes, is, or they're maybe raising the eyebrow I, a little bit more than he could have, so...
0: Right, like, and it's not to diminish his ability. He is a great actor, but I don't know. that That's neither here nor there. Um, Didn't see the second one, probably felt like, oh, I didn't see the first, and oops. Um, but by the time... War came out, I was seeing my now husband, and I want to say, Johnny, you got him riled up. About... <laughs> I
1: did, I did. Johnny loves a monkey
0: movie. Uh, I did. D- yeah, and Brian loves a monkey movie, too. We watched a documentary about gorillas on Valentine's Day. So... <laughs> How romantic. Very. Um, he basically said, like, wore me down for weeks and said, I want to see this movie. I want to see a monkey shoot a gun. Bridget, there's going to be a monkey that shoots a gun. <laughs> Please, can we go see this? I said, okay. And about 10 minutes in, I knew that I was going to hate the next two and a half hours of my life. Ooh. And I did. Some of the specifics of what I didn't like about the movie, it's hard for me to pin down at this point because the experience was so visceral, just the the hatred, the unhappiness I was experiencing in the theater (laughs) has clouded my memory somewhat. Part of it might not be fair, you know, coming in at the end of essentially the trilogy, it gets kind of dark, but I just remember thinking, this is so grim and ugly, and there's nothing fun, there's nothing, like, really compelling about this like in a kind of intellectual way yeah it's just ugly and i'm so, like there's something i was morally offended by it it's like you're trying to put on like this whole saving private ryan eight fight monkey like monkey fight and <laughs> you're supposed like you this movie wants me to feel so like deeply moved by it and i'm i am but i'm offended and i just i don't hate violence but this movie i was disgusted with the violence like i just like like it it ticked all the wrong boxes for me um and
1: i mean the the ones that you love they're already a fully fledged society they're just regular people mm -hmm. quote unquote so i get like the total shift being very junk. yeah
0: but not necessarily we didn't get to all the sequels because there is you see some of my understanding of these movies is they kind of take off where the third and fourth movies are that's the kind of arc that these movies take which is i'm like okay that makes sense if you're gonna kind of reboot in this modern way and put a different spin on it sure there's there was nothing fun i do agree it's i think it would be funny if a monkey shot a gun (laughs) But to, if you are making it so unfunny and unpleasurable for me, like I don't know what's going on, and like there's a, a suicide at the end of the movie that, like, it was just so fucking grim. I was like, God, can this movie end? Like, I shouldn't feel like I'm walking out of Schindler's List during like a big summer blockbuster, and that's how I feel right now. But it's actually not smart enough to make me feel this bad. <laughs> Like, there's nothing actually going on. This is so stupid. I, f- God, I really, like, I, <laughs> like, oh my God. So I didn't like it.
1: Yeah. I wonder how much of that would be that you didn't see the legwork from the first two, because I think part of the third one, and we won't go too deep into the sequels here, um, but I think part of the big appeal of that is watching the main Uh, saving primate ryan uh, all the way through the whole trilogy so i think that like you miss some of the legwork and you miss some of that connection to him Mm -hmm. so then you're just watching what is essentially the warring ape factions part of a fully length nature documentary Mm -hmm. like if you think of this as a six hour nature documentary you're just seeing the part where two tribes are going at it you're not seeing the lead up to it you're not seeing him build a family or whatever so that might have something to do with it but it might not it could have just been now nah, your back
0: yeah but it's just not my back
1: no, sorry about you, everyone Johnny. what is your uh history with these three in particular
2: i i don't remember when i saw the first one and and i'll get into that movie later on my critique of it but i do actually really admire the second and third chapter of this series um, yes, the third one is completely bleak and grim and it's a POW fucking story about apes and yeah,
0: now you're reminding me about the the plot.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's just it's it's not my favorite of the the three. Yeah. The second chapter is my favorite of the three. If I recall that was mine too. Um the person helming it is different for the later two mm-hmm. opposed to this one. I think what I really admire most about this franchise is just the technicalities of it. I think just the mocap and the CGI by Weta is particularly impressive by the third chapter because it's been from 2011 to 18 or yeah. whatever it came out. So there's some really like genius work going on where it's like that looks like a fucking ape. Like you can't convince me otherwise. Like there's no way that's digital in any way.
1: Mm-hmm. And that's why I think the calls in the later movies rose for Andy Circus's performance because it was so lifelike because of how realistic...
2: How the... much they can capture and yeah. how much they don't really need to animate or whatever. But, um, yeah, I think I was mostly enamored by how well the movie looked and how well the movie was made opposed to it being some sort of grim, POW, yeah. Schindler's List situation, which it is. And I don't revisit it a lot. I do own it, uh, but, yeah, I think the second one is a nice uh, middle slice between the first tone and the third tone. Yeah. It does. And that's what sucks about some of these blockbusters these days. They take, like, the Dark Knight route of being... Yeah. Let's be dark and brooding, humorless, and devoid of any sort of optimism. Yeah. And sometimes it's... It's like the Empire Strikes Back, you know what I mean? Like, there's almost nothing... There's moments of levity, but... It continuously, progressively gets to a point where it's like everything is just in shambles and in pieces. But for a third chapter, for a third, it, it is weird that it's not coming back around to, mm-hmm. to something brighter, and it is pretty much straight like hell. <laughs> <laughs> it's so. Yeah, okay. and I, I, I all of your criticisms are totally warranted, um, but I'd be curious to see if. This one moves you in a direction of maybe wanting to entertain seeing the second one, because the second one is is great. It's just a great movie. It is a great standalone movie, too, I think, as well. Mm-hmm. This one, I, I don't know how you're going to do with this one. It's it's going to show its age, mm-hmm. specifically because you have seen the third one, and yep. you have seen what really good digital apes look like. Mm-hmm. And this one is just coming off of the heels of, I don't know what, Avatar and Lord of the Rings and other things, so.
1: Yeah, Avatar would have come out in Yeah, so, yeah, you're just a couple of years removed from that.
2: I suppose if you're, like, a sucker for, like, a good, I don't know, a prequel story, like, we're kind of starting where everything is fine and apes are in cages and where the world is great. Mm-hmm. So It's
1: kind of like the beginning of the 2001 where they're on the ship, where it's yeah. just humans and apes living as you know them. Mm-hmm.
2: I mean, again, I don't want to get too much into what you do know about this movie, but is that what that's
0: you thought, basically, basically yeah, what you that's thought basically be? That's basically where yeah. I thought we we would be.
2: I don't need to derail what your history is with this. Adam, what's, what, what have you seen? So I don't think I
1: saw this in theaters. Okay. I think this was probably one of those, second one's coming, I'm going to catch up and watch the first one. Or even third one's coming, I'm just trying to see a thing a week, I'll watch the first two and like get ready for that. So I don't remember... But I think I saw this one on its own around the time it came out, whether that was theaters or not. I remember going to see it because it's like, oh, this is cool. It's a, it's a reboot of a franchise I never saw or cared about. But I like some of the people in it. I like the idea of what it's doing. So I believe the marketing was, like,
2: was really good for this movie, too. Yeah.
1: So I'll go I'll go check that out. And I talked about in the first episode of April uh, where I was like, man, I wish I got to see a little bit more of the downfall and the the breaking down of society part, whether in flashback or in sequels or what have you. Um, So this, I think, scratched that itch, which is why I was able to connect with it more than just one guy and a bunch of apes. So I remember liking it, but I don't think I've seen it since. Maybe I like, if I didn't watch it right before the sequels came out, then I haven't seen it again. So I would have just seen it the one. Because I don't really remember a ton of it. Some of the major beats are there. And when I was looking through, like, the Wikipedia, I was like, okay, this, this is jogging some memories I remember now. But I liked the first one enough to stick with it. And like you said, Johnny, I think the second one is the best one. The third one I thought was really impressive, but again, because it's bleak, and to the movie's credit, it's hard to have have an uplifting message about the downfall and extinction of our species, essentially, so, like, it it kind of has to play it bleak, because I don't know if you'd want to watch someone, like, cracking a joke right before their skull gets cracked open by a giant gorilla. Like, I don't... I'm sure there's a way to do it, but I can understand why they went the full, this is war like we're calling it war this is war and war is hell yeah (laughs) so
0: see i I think that this is what i remember now it's coming back to me because we left the theater and i was so riled up we didn't go to bed until like two in the morning (laughs) to me okay you want to make a serious statement about how war is hell and you want to you want to have it don't make a fucking Planet of the Apes movie. Like, why don't, like, make a, I don't know. Like, what are you doing? Yeah,
1: you don't have to make genres if you don't need to. If you, yeah,
0: if you don't want to, that's fine. To me, it does a disservice to one kind of like the ape movies and just generally like speculative fiction and sci fi if you're not committed to it. And it also does a disservice if you want to talk about the horrors of war and the horrors of violence. To ultimately, you know, have a bunch of apes riding horses and shooting guns. Pick one, like that's. <laughs> so I'll, I'll like I'll be honest. I my back is up going into this experience already. I want to say I'm going in with an open mind, but I know I'm not. Like I'm I'm gonna be ready to pick this movie apart.
1: I'll, yeah, I'm very interested to see because, as Johnny said, I think this is more. Uh, disconnected from the other two, then mm-hmm. I think you might realize. So that might help you yeah. going into it, and help maybe. <laughs> We're
0: looking line. for lifelines already. Yeah, just, no, yeah, we are. <laughs> yeah. Well,
1: because I don't want you to be super defensive, because that you know that means that you're tense and you're not yeah. you're not willing to accept it because you're just waiting for the other shoe to drop, <laughs> uh, so you can pick it up with <laughs> your with your feet. Yeah. Um, but it has some of that stuff, and I because I haven't seen it in a really long time. I don't know what kind of connections we're going to get outside of one that I can think of to the originals. Mm -hmm. So something where I liked it and missed out on all those. And I was like reading through the synopsis of the other two as well today. And I was like, oh, wow, that third one had a lot of like references to the movies that like I just didn't get because I'd never seen them. Um, So that could have also hurt because you're like, oh, you're referencing this like you're doing it dumbly. Like, I don't like this. Um, But this one feels at least like it's more disconnected from those two. So I'll be interested to see if that helps, or if you're just like, this isn't even anything. This isn't even a Planet of the Apes movie, why are you showing this to me? So, I don't know. Johnny, when was the last time you think you saw this?
2: I think I've only saw it the once, maybe twice. Okay. I think it was this was another one that sort of became like, DVD on TV, FX, like fucking ate this shit up for like a while. Oh yeah. We gotta see the behind the scenes with Andy <laughs> Serkis, like,
0: yeah Someone blowing up a car on a bridge. Something like that, yeah.
2: yeah.
1: Yeah, and I mean, they pioneered stuff for this. Like, I think this was the first time they used a camera that could pick up the motion-sensing dots on a face during daylight. So that allowed them to do scenes outside that had never really been done with this kind of technology before. Where everything else was, like, on a soundstage or taking place at night. Mm -hmm. So this did do a lot of things technically. And even if you hate the movie, it might be worth revisiting some of the featurettes and behind-the-scenes things just to be like, this is actually really cool film Mm -hmm. stuff. That goes for everybody too. If you if you yeah. don't like this movie, definitely at least check out some of the making ofs for the series because it's all very interesting, technical, and you know just innovative stuff. Mm.
0: Who's the director on this?
1: Uh, is this it is someone Rupert Wyatt? Yeah, and then Matt Reeves does the other two. So he did most recently the Batman as well as uh, Cloverfield. Okay, and some other stuff like that. Rupert Wyatt doesn't really have anything on his resume. I don't know if that's because people didn't really like this one, but it's really it's only a couple of things. He's
2: a director for hire for this one. Okay. They just grabbed someone that someone. was kind of fresh, budget-friendly. Mm-hmm.
0: And someone who they could exert a little more control over, I imagine. Correct.
1: Yeah, and I think ultimately he didn't return for the other two just because they wanted a quick turnaround time as blockbusters go. So mm-hmm. they were like, this is 2011. We want May of 2014. Uh, like, we want this to be our tentpole memorial day 2014 movie and he's like i haven't even like we wrote this as a one-off i haven't we haven't started anything we gotta get the writers in we gotta figure out where we want this to go uh i can't like i'm not gonna be able to make the the movie that you want in that click a turn around. so they're like all right, well right we'll get someone who will and they did and that again shifts the tone and shifts the narrative so mm-hmm. um this one has the most removed like i said from those other two so maybe you'll like it okay
0: I'll relax my shoulders a little bit.
1: There you go. Just no. take a
0: deep breath. We'll be fine. <laughs>
1: um, anything else you guys want to go over before we uh, we sit down and watch some Digital Apes?
2: <laughs> D- do we Digital have Do we have Apes. to talk about James Franco at all before going into this?
1: We can. Or we can save it for after. Like, do you have <laughs> Do you care about James Franco? Do you have opinions on the man or the actor?
0: <sighs> I was thinking, you know, from twenty eleven or 2001 to 2011, you know, we go from Mark Wahlberg, who's, you know, in my mind, I think of, you know, hyper-masculine, unsavory guy. Like, he's the type of guy who's going to, like, beat you up in an alley. And James Franco is, like, you know, much more, I should say much less outwardly masculine mm-hmm. and, like, very not macho in any way, but he's, like, the kind of guy who's going to, like, Pinch your ass in a women's studies class. Yeah,
1: yeah, you don't this want to. This is just a different end of the
0: spectrum. <laughs> yeah, like so. Yeah, I guess that's how I feel about James Franco. Okay. In relation to apes. <laughs>
1: Is he one of those people that you're like... Because I know you talked about this with Wahlberg, where you couldn't really uh, divorce yourself from the man. Is this something that you think will play into it? Or are you just like, I just don't even think about him or care about him? Because he's like, he went away. He, he hasn't yeah. really done anything in the last five years. He's blacklisted, yeah. Yeah, yeah. since a lot of this stuff came out. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I mean, I guess that that helps in this instance, I guess?
0: Maybe. I don't... Yeah. Well, like, Wahlberg's
1: been a constant for 20 plus years.
0: Yeah before the sort of perspective on him changed or or things came to light, I remember enjoying him for a bit in small doses. Mm -hmm. You know, when I was in high school, like, love Pineapple Express. I thought, like, fantastic. But then he got to a point where it felt like he was always winking at the camera, like, I'm James Franco.
1: Yeah, I'm getting away with something. Something. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I'm like,
0: (laughs) enough. Um, And so I'm hoping that I don't, Have that creep in Mm -hmm. watching this performance more than really any sort of thoughts about him outside of the performance, I guess.
1: I feel like it helped because this is the this is like right before that period of James Franco where he was doing everything where he was like an adjunct professor. And a director and a guest actor.
0: starring on General Hospital. Yeah, yeah,
1: this is right before that. Like I'm James Franco, and my my resume is 18 pages. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it was helpful in that instance because you're like you're not oversaturated by him yet. Uh, but we're also so far away from that period now that I think it might still be okay. <laughs> yeah. Cool. All right. Well, we can we can find out how that affected you yes. uh, in the after part. But Bridget, what do you have to say for yourself?
0: Fine. I will watch it.
1: We are back. We have just finished watching 2011's Rise of the Planet of the Apes. To round out April, Bridget, you are on the hot seat as this is one of the few Planet of the Apes films you have not seen. I want to know, how are you feeling after watching this movie?
0: Better than I expected. Good. <laughs> oh, <goodness. laughs> it's been The credits have been rolling and we've been silent for about five minutes. Yeah. I think oh, just all, noises. yeah, just like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, no, better than I expected. Uh, I think I've, I realized in watching this movie that one of the reasons I think I reacted so strongly to uh, the third is that I don't enjoy watching animals being hurt. That's,
1: that's good of you. Fair. Um, <laughs> Fair.
0: I, yeah, that's just a thing about me. Um and you know the film is well done it feels very real it feels very visceral. We start with a Bambi style mother killing within the first 10 minutes mm-hmm. and then you get various scenes of kind of ape torture, animal cruelty throughout things really kick off with the big escape but even then still like I don't I don't like seeing animals in peril. I don't like seeing them hurt. And it makes the experience of this movie very stressful. You know, the OG is great because ultimately it is just people in monkey makeup. Yeah. Silly kind of monkey makeup. And, you know, any sort of um, fear or tension is a psychological one. Whereas this feels very raw and physical Mm -hmm. and, you know, cuts more to the bone. But there were things about it I liked. Um, I think we've talked about before, probably during Jaws. I love any sort of like mayhem on the beach, a la Jaws mm-hmm. scenes, where just all hell has broken loose, and there's a great, there's a great extended sequence of that in this movie.
1: Yeah, one of my notes for that is just havoc.
0: <laughs> yeah, I just <laughs> apehem. Yeah, this is my oh, note. Oh, ape him. Okay, all okay. right, I like it. How did you guys feel? Another go-round.
2: It's fine. It's really well-made. It's, it's a handsome-looking movie. It's absolutely better than I had thought. I had thought that maybe, because I had not seen this movie in a very long time, and the time between this one was made and the last one begged the idea that there must be some sort of improvement over the years of animation, but it actually holds up pretty well.
1: Yeah, I mean, the third one definitely looks better, but this one doesn't... It's no slouch, really. Yeah, no,
2: it isn't. It looks it looks really good. It does feel incomplete, the movie. I feel like it kind of just ends and it's like... Uh, well, I know, obviously, where it goes. Yeah. But it does seem like it's a lot of first act. It's like the whole movie's a first act. Mm-hmm. Then it turns into a second act for, like, 20 minutes. hmm And then it ends. Yeah. James Franco is... They could have picked anyone.
0: They really could have. One of my notes is... James Franco is not smart enough to play a scientist, even in like an idiot one who unleashes right. like right. a humankind-killing plague. He just is not. Yeah, you can play a weed dealer. <clears throat> you you can acquit that role quite nicely. Um, a Berkeley graduate, someone who understands science. I can't buy it. Sorry.
1: That was too. That was the stretch too far. In the that movie. was the stretch,
0: because and it's like, I was thinking. You know, I said I hate when he does. You know, he's given a, a little wink. I just winked off off camera. Everyone on mic. <laughs> um, it's worse when he's trying. Yeah. It's it's like oh oh this was your best. This was your best. at smart. This is what you think a smart person looks and sounds like interesting. So glad you got a visiting perspash- professorship. <laughs> Thank Christ.
1: Yeah, I think he's technically a doctor.
0: <laughs>
1: like, I'm pretty sure he has a doctor. Right. Like, I'm pretty sure he's Dr. James Franco. <sighs> Who's smart now? <laughs> Dr.
0: James Franco. Oh my god. Yeah, he, but he could have been anyone. Yeah. He could have been There's anyone. His yeah. driving, like, the character motivations, it's a, it's a weak character. It's, I love my dad, I want him to have a cure, and I love my ape, and I want him to be happy.
2: And I mean, there's not
0: a lot of, uh, not much more complex yeah. things happening
2: there. No, I'm just glad the movie knows that Caesar is way more interesting of a character True. than James Franco. And when James Franco sort of is the main character for the first 15 minutes of it, he gets sidelined fairly quickly. True. Yeah.
1: And I think that's by design. I mean, No, it's it is by design,
2: thankfully. And I enjoy this movie in 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 large part because unlike the other ones, where and I don't want to get into spoil, well, you've seen the third one that they start learning English and they're basically just talking to each other. But mm-hmm. um, there's large portions of this movie that are stor- story storytelling, like visually storytelling. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? There's nothing said or spoken. It's all just the animators and the mocap. The cinematography is great in this movie. Mm-hmm. I totally forgot about how good it is. It may be better than some of the other ones later on in the in the series, but um, yeah, I don't know. It's it's good. I like the other ones a little better though. Yeah, yeah.
1: I mean, it's been a long time since I've seen all of them. Probably since they came out. I'm rewatching this now, I'm remembering I didn't see this in theaters. I remember I saw it like a bootleg version, uh, and there was no subtitles during like the ape. Uh, sign language scenes, so there was like whole points of the movie where I'm like am I supposed to know what's going on yeah really because I don't because it was just like a torrented movie (laughs) yeah yeah put up so there was no subtitle like they didn't take that part of the codec yeah right um but no I liked it I liked it a lot more than I think I remember liking it me too yeah uh the cinematography like you said is great the like the whole look of it I think the score is really good too Uh, especially when the havoc starts. You really feel it, and that leads to the visceral nature you were talking about, Bridget, where this is a lot more intense than I remember it being because I mostly just remember the science scenes. Like I mostly just remember there's a lot of experimentation. There's a lot of, I'm taking notes, and I'm watching you do a puzzle, and I'm watching you draw on a piece of paper. I didn't remember so much of the animal cruelty, as it were. Mm -hmm. I knew that was a part of it because I remember Tom Felton getting his absolute comeuppance, but for some reason i thought it was more sciency than it ends up being but overall it's just it is a pretty visceral film especially when it gets down to the nitty-gritty of watching caesar just lose his mind with vengeance yeah <laughs> so i quite enjoyed it i'll probably actually end up going back and watching the other ones after this
2: yeah this one's easy to di- to digest because the other ones thematically get really yeah dark and deep and cut pretty, pretty hard in some places here and there. This one's like, unless we can get into the Alzheimer's part, but it plays that down pretty dumbly. Like, it just, I don't know how to play piano. Now I know how to play piano. (laughs) Well,
1: you just forgot how to play
2: piano. No, I got it, but it just, it, it treats it like the way a third grader would describe Alzheimer's.
1: Yeah, and I think it's it's less <laughs> about Alzheimer's as it is about, like, brain diseases in general. True, true. Uh, and this raises the cognitive ability and all that stuff. But again, it's not... Nobody
2: cares because it's all not real. Like, it's not... No, right. It's all monkey mayhem. That's what you yeah. came for. So uh, the movie knows that.
0: Yeah. 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 It, it, it raises some questions... And then when you think someone might start to answer them, it raises enough. It, like, just moves on.
2: Yeah. It, uh, yeah.
0: Whereas, like, the original is going to give you a long, drawn-out court scene to kind of meditate on these sort of questions and themes that the movie poses. This one's like, anyways, this guy's coughing blood now. Like, yeah. just keep it yeah. keep it moving. Which is... which works.
1: Yeah, they don't spend any time on the, the coughing blood guy.
0: It just... You see it, him sneeze on the clipboard, and you know, uh-oh, it's yeah. over for you. Yeah.
1: And he sneezes on the pilot guy who lives in the neighborhood.
0: Had it coming. Yeah.
1: Yeah, the guy was an asshole. I mean, I, he was protecting his kids. I to would be... F-
0: yeah. If a chimpanzee came swinging into my backyard...
1: To play with my kid's bike? I, like, have
0: it. <laughs> have it. <laughs> have the That's bike. That's true. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Like, okay... Um, but I would, I would feel, I would have some words to say to that neighbor. If, like, yeah. I
1: don't... Just don't go wagging your finger, because that's, that's
0: not... Oh, true. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, don't, you don't <laughs> go point at the chest.
0: Yeah. You don't go yell at an old man who is not well. That was the real... What are you doing? Yeah, that guy Don't yell at know. John Lithgow. Yeah, he
1: has to know he has Alzheimer's, too. Like, you think, for a guy who's outside as much as he seems to be at every single <laughs> turn. Right. That you would know that one of your neighbor's dad, like... As a caretaker that comes in every day. I thought of that too, yeah. And it's just like, dude, I get it, you're mad because your car got smashed up into, you know, two different cars, but let's, let's breathe a little bit. The dude's not well, it sucks. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. John Lithgow was a pleasant surprise. Yeah. I enjoy him. He tends to elevate anything he's in, yep. regardless of its quality. It'll always go up a peg or two.
2: Same with Brian Cox. It's
0: just, when he showed up, I just went, uh-oh could have used more brian cox a little yeah. more yeah i would have liked him to be more of the bad guy and not tom felton straight off of the harry potter run
2: oh right
1: yeah i mean when you see brian cox enter a scene the way that he does you'd think he would be the villain and he's not even really in it much like i wonder if there's scenes that were meant to be more villainous for him that they just cut because he's just too good
0: they're like Brian, I'm sorry. You're what? showing up Caesar.
2: Yeah, because I got not Also, Malfoy's a real villain in this. Or the one they sort of pegged to be the... Yeah. yeah. But it's weird because you'd think Brian Cox
1: would be the one abusing and, like, the one, you know, hiding yeah. behind or whatever. Like, he really is just there to push paperwork and get bribed. And, like, that's it. Yeah. That's the only mm-hmm. reason he's there. He doesn't interact with the apes at all. He's not the catalyst for it. So it is kind of a swerve to be like... Why do you get Brian Cox here just to be, like, the secretary of the ape sanctuary?
0: Dude, he died as goatee. And this is all we're asking of him? (laughs) Odd.
1: He's not back for the sequels, right? Because I can understand if he was, and then... No. Like, you set him up here for that, but I don't think he's back.
0: Do any of the humans come back for the sequels?
1: No. Not any of the ones that are in this movie. No Franco. The girlfriend might... A girlfriend I use loosely because
2: she's in it for 10 uh, minutes. I, Jason Clark, Carrie Russell. Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman. The cast is good in the second one. Mm-hmm. But no, none of them come back.
1: Yeah, there. I mean, there is a time jump
2: just to spoil there it. There is. Okay. It's like, quite that's what a, I it's figured. quite a time jump.
1: The second one, I think, takes place like 10, 15 years after this one ends. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like the opening crawl of that one just catches you up. Like it's a bunch of newspaper clippings, I think, and like news articles about how the chart you see during the credits is the virus spreading and what that means and how it's affected people, which is a much different, it hits much different in 2022 <laughs> when we were watching it oh, yeah, yeah. in 2011.
0: You see that first little yeah going across you're like (laughs) it seems
1: so far-fetched in 2011 oh yeah do
0: that (laughs) and i'm like listen movie you're really close you're really close to getting away with it don't push we have 30 seconds to go don't push my final button yeah i'm sensitive
2: i'm pretty sure this movie ended up on like a list of like movies not to watch (laughs) like contagion and like other ones that were like
0: i watched contagion like week two because i was like it can't be this bad
2: yeah
1: well, at that point, it was still like a funny thing of like, oh, we're all home for two weeks. Like this is weird. I know
0: then... Brian was offended. He's like, keep doing <laughs> this, go in the other room. Can't do it. I love Maurice.
1: Yeah, Maurice is fun.
0: Oh my god, the first time we see him.
2: Oh yeah, you went, Ooh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and he is. I do. I do remember him in the third one. I do remember being probably. I think delighted by him in the third one as well. Mm. But.
1: Yeah, it was nice that there was at least another uh, ape in the sanctuary that could also sign.
0: Even if he didn't sign, he was saying it all with his eyes. So yeah. Oh, yeah. He knew. He's, he's quite expressive. He's I getting will...
1: ready for his ape concubine to do a little dance on the bed. <laughs> oh, my God. So he's going to grow up to be a fairly certain.
0: I love a big orangutan. <laughs> Did you know that they wear clothes? Orangutan? hmm no. Like, if they find, like, pieces of clothing or, like... Leaves because they live like in Indonesia, like rainforest. It's very wet. Yeah. Like they'll fashion little clothes for themselves out of like palm fronds, oh, and big leaf.
1: That's incredible! So right? smart, uh, yeah. So fashionable.
0: Yeah, that's our our trivia corner. <laughs> 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 actual monkey facts. That's why you come to facts. the monkey. Awesome. podcast. <laughs> yeah. Very <Costume> awesome. corner. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: so, how would you feel about the direction to take this? to the very beginning of the planet of the apes franchise, so to speak. Like this is a hundred percent before any smartness happens in them. How did you feel about the making this a human story more so than a planet of the apes story?
0: Um, fine. I think it does. It, it does tread some of the beats of the first sequels. Um, you know, it reuses some names even, uh, but I do like that it, you know, kind of creates an inverse of that, that first movie. Whereas, you know, the original Planet of the Apes is Charlton Heston against, you know, this complete, like, completely different society, completely different species. And, you know, how does he justify his own humanity? And now we have the inverse of that with Caesar.
1: Yeah, even the very first scene of the movie mirrors the Charlton right. Heston catch. Ruffling leaves through the woods. It's just a the apes running about and then humans coming with nets and Mm -hmm. all sorts of attachments and things and cages to put them in. So very much mirrors that first reveal of the apes in the first movie.
0: Yeah. Um, And I think it's, it's smart. I was thinking, thinking about the Burton version as much as I enjoy, you know, a business ape smoking a hookah. (laughs) It's wise to to get away to start, Especially if you're going to start a franchise, like, get away and, Mm -hmm. you know, fresh start, clean start, you know. But I enjoyed it. Like, a wise choice.
1: Yeah, and it's something that, like, nothing really had done before in the franchise. Again, I haven't seen all the Mm -hmm. sequels, obviously, and you said it borrowed some of the elements, but none of those were Earth, 2000s, everything's fine and normal, and then we get chaos. Whoa!
2: Whoa!
0: Okay. Okay. Um, I'm trying to, like, not spoil things, but, like... This is sort of like a 2000s updated, like, version of one of the sequels. Oh, okay. Uh, Better done, you know, a a little bit more thoughtful. There's an element of timey-wimey, wimbly-wobbliness that's not in it because it's not from the 1960s, but it's it's very similar to one of the sequels. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, But I don't think, one, it's, like, way far down the line, and it does not feel like a beat-for-beat recreation. It's just sort of like the general arc. It's just
1: a sprinkling of similar elements. Mm -hmm. Okay.
0: One of my notes just upsetting. (laughs) Um, I think that was when they...
1: (sighs) So with all the animal cruelty now, you talked about that Mm -hmm. being upsetting for you. Is that mostly just because they're
0: so
2: realistic?
0: In general, I really don't. I,
2: like... Anything that has fur that's being hurt.
0: Yeah, I don't...
2: I mean, it's a testament to the animators that they... Right. Like, convincingly, these mm-hmm. look like animals.
0: Right. That are being hurt. At a certain point, it does feel like torture for me. Like, oh my god, I can like, oh... They're helpless. They're, they're helpless, at, and... I don't know. This is part of I think what I had trouble with the third one. I'm like like does this I don't know. I just I'm like ugh, I don't want to see this shit.
1: Does it does that part at least pay off for you that they get revenge? Like were you rooting for them at the end or did they feel villainous cuz the the movie kind of almost paints them as villainous cuz they're going through and destroying everything and Oh no, you're totally people. rooting
0: for them. Okay. And not even like rooting for them like yay mayhem which there's a little bit
1: yeah
0: um but more so like please just get away please just get away like there's that shot of them running under the bridge and one of them has a baby on their back and mm-hmm. i was that was when i was like i'm losing it
2: <laughs> get that <laughs> baby
0: let's <laughs> get them, get into that park right now yeah, yeah i
1: think that's when you had the epiphany you're like i just i don't want anything terrible to happen to that small ape baby
0: i can't i cannot <laughs> I don't, I just don't want to see it. I don't want to see it. It's not, it's not my version of excitement. Yeah. It's not my version of fun. Like, it, I don't want to see it happen. Like, I, I would not enjoy it happening to a human either, but like.
1: Something about a defense list. They don't understand why you're doing it kind of thing.
0: Right. And like, you leave them alone. They're better than us.
1: <laughs> <laughs> just to live their lives and climb trees.
0: Just let them climb a tree. Why are you going to be mean?
1: So some of that anger is obviously directed at Caesar. What did you think of Caesar's arc throughout this movie from abandoned baby? because mm-hmm. his, his mother went berserk. Rightfully so. She was protecting her.
0: Get another, yeah. It's good. Um, it is interesting to think about. You're essentially watching like an ape become radicalized. Yeah. Um, it's, it's good. It's satisfying. Compelling. Makes sense.
1: So you were invested in his character. Oh, yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. I mean, he's the protagonist you want him to get out and be freed and go back to the woods and you hope he takes his friends with him (laughs) and he does and he does
1: i always feel bad for the scenes with franco where he has to leave him because like obviously caesar doesn't know and that just feels like you know person dropping their dog off at the kennel or something like that, yeah. Right. And then ultimately, when Caesar turns his back on him, it's just like, no, dude, you left me, you abandoned me, I'm done. And no, like this in yeah. I'm done. Like that—that's pretty heart wrenching stuff mm-hmm. for a CG animated ape to to <laughs> convey. Yeah, it got me. Yeah,
0: yeah. Or like, are you guys? Do you have that same reaction as I do? To uh, maybe not. I'm the only one, like, but just of that, like, oh, I don't want to see this little helpless guy be in pain I don't want to see him beat up I don't want to see him mistreated like it fit fe- like it gets me riled up but I don't sense that you guys are
2: yeah it sucks I don't want to it. <laughs> I-, I don't want it. I see past it though maybe
1: I don't. I think it doesn't affect me the way it does you. Not that I, like, mm-hmm. if that was real, absolutely not. I would never want to see that. Right. Like, even if someone was like, oh, dude, you got to check out this, like, viral video. I'd be like, no, absolutely not. I don't want to watch that. I'd get that out of my face. Yeah. But I think the fact that they are just pixels.
0: Yeah. Um, it's hard for, tra- I'm like, mm-mm. No, I know, because they, real d-
1: monkey. They, they do such a good job of making it look like real apes and real monkeys. And the sound design on that aspect is great. And the animation is great. And, you know, the subtle nuances and facial reactions just really sells that. Mm -hmm. but I think I'm able to to, again look past it to see that it's just it's the movie getting me to be upset that this is happening but it's not that like (laughs) (laughs) it doesn't have that visceral gut punch of if someone was standing in front of me whipping an ape you know, (laughs) (laughs) or like turning the hose on or whatever whatever. I'd be like no that's that's awful but in the context of the movie it's the same way that I can watch super villains do horrible things Mm because it's like oh, they just committed all those murders on actual human beings, they're actors, and it's all fake, but, like, this doesn't hit the same way, I think, just because I I know it's not real. Not that you don't know that.
2: But... No, but I. the movie hits the most when it's the filmmaking is doing its job, and it's not being manipulative, but it's, like, it's pushing you towards the emotions that are supposed to be conveyed by the audience, yeah. which, like, when that gorilla friend gets shot, oh. and he's dead, like, that's oh. probably the closest i'm like oh man that fucking blows like that <laughs> yeah. hurts but like to adam's point i think i just i get past the pixels a little bit but mm-hmm. I, yeah i don't know like when we were watching the horses go down in the the second uh beneath the planet of the apes no like <laughs> this is reckless yeah animal. and those are real horses those are real horses <laughs>
1: Yeah, I felt worse for them than I did these apes, even though these apes get it way worse. The one thing I think that the movie does well, though, is it doesn't, other than the the one that takes the bullet at the end. Yeah. It never really feels manipulative whenever it's doing something that's meant to get me to react to how the animals are being treated. Like, Tom Felton's over the top. Uh, You know, Draco's bad. Like, he's a bad person. And it His should... His
0: name is Draco in this movie, yeah, too. Uh... He only plays Draco's... <laughs>
1: And, like, that's uh, that shown through quite well when he, like, brings the ladies around to show them how he tortures monkeys, which, like, thankfully those women were not having it. No. They were just like, oh, you're like a serial killer. Like, you just shocked an entire room full of monkeys with your baton. Like, oh, yeah. That's not, that's not cool. <laughs> right. And they were going to kill our friend. Like, one of us wanted to sleep with him. I'm like, that's not okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it doesn't seem out of the ordinary with how mean he is. Like, that seems like someone who would work in a... Like a run down. Yeah. yeah, Like, this isn't like uh, an animal hospital where someone's doing it for the love of animals. Like, this isn't a seemingly, this isn't a zoo where, Mm -hmm. like, everyone's outside and it's all about care and it's all about making sure that they're comfortable and they're living as close to life outside as they are in confinement. This is a dingy, dirty, dilapidated, gross, quote unquote, sanctuary. So, like, of course he's going to be a dick. Like, of course he's going to be abusive because he just doesn't want to deal with it. I think he might even be Brian Cox's
2: son. He, does, he is, Somebody yeah. Somebody at
1: some point yeah. said, sorry, Dad, but I wasn't sure if that was the guy who maybe stole the cookies or the other. Oh. Or him. But, like, he's clearly just doing this because it's it's money. Like, he doesn't do it for the love of the animals, so I buy that he's that horrible, and it never feels like they're trying to be like, look, he's extra horrible to them. You need to cry. Or you need to feel really bad about it. Right. Yeah.
0: It does feel a little bit. I'm like, oh god, he's come to torture me too. Like you know, like when he comes (laughs) on screen, oh Jesus.
1: Yeah, I think you mentioned like a harrowing 20 minutes where it's it's mostly just ape torture. It really is.
0: I'm like, great. This is. I was like, if this is what like the whole movie's gonna be for a while, I'm I'm gonna lose it.
2: Because that's what the third one is. It's basically them in cages, like the whole movie.
0: Oh my god. Like, oh. Oh, I had a thought and then
2: lost but, it. But once they start to escape, when he finds the knife and the knife comes out oh, of when the he cell gets the, and he's got the No, like when he gets the
0: stick. knife, I was like
2: okay. Yeah, you I
0: said out okay out loud and it was just like <laughs> Yeah,
2: now it's escape from Alcatraz. So <gasps> yes.
0: Yeah, so exhale a little bit.
1: Yeah, what did you think of his ultimate plan to turn all the other apes smart and then escape? Did you buy into the like, that seems plausible, it seems like he's doing this, or did it seem contrived to get everybody out and Create chaos.
0: It seems a little bit contrived. There's a little bit of like okay. I wanted him to struggle a little bit more.
2: Mm. Cause it mm. does
0: seem like he really
2: Rather convenient.
0: Yeah, like has it sewn up
2: I mean pretty quick. Again, I think he's ahead. Of the curve, obviously. Yeah. Because he's smart. He's already smarter than everyone else, all the other apes. Yeah, but... So he's able to, like, leave, and come back, and have the competence to be like, this is the best move. Yeah. Opposed to just leaving and leaving them there.
0: Yeah. I wanted him to have to navigate, though. I wanted to see... We get a little bit of it in his, like, that fight where he gets hurt. Have to navigate you know, what it means to be an ape versus a human. Because mm-hmm. mm. you have some of that. It's brought up a little bit when he asks James Franco, you know, what am I? Of like, I'm not really... Oh, he says, am I have I one a pet? F- am I a pet? Yeah. And it's sort of like he has two feet in these worlds. I would have found it more interesting, like to kind of see him also learning, like this is how, like you've been taught to stand like this, you've been raised to stand like this. This is how you kind of do more ape-like things, but there's a little element of ape Jesus that I'm like, okay,
2: yeah. There is some ape Jesus. Going
0: there's some on. ape Jesus going on, like that continues right.
1: more so in the sequels. Oh
0: yeah, the, well, he becomes ape Moses. Yeah, well, he's trying
1: to get all the apes out. Of are him. we gonna do Jesus June?
0: Jesus. <laughs> Jesus Christ Superstar. No. Yeah. <laughs> Last Temptation of, Christ. Yeah, passion of Christ. Passion of the Christ. I mean, we should do
2: that right. King, King of Kings or we'll Ben Hur. We'll
0: dogma.
1: On the wrong, the wrong, the dogma. We'll do that instead of Christmas movies. Yeah. We'll yeah. just yep. do it for his birthday.
0: There we go. But yeah, it makes sense. I like you get a little bit of him and Maurice talking about... throwing down.
1: Yeah. down. <laughs> I love Maurice's line of like, they don't like smart apes. They just they just don't they, so they don't Be like careful. It. Yeah.
0: yeah. I'm a circus
1: love, ape. Yeah. I also, yeah, I love when they first meet. And he's like, oh, you can sign? And he's like, circus orangutan. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, no, uh,
0: okay. Yeah,
1: no, circus orangutan. Of
2: course. Yeah, you got it. But uh,
1: how do we kill all these Yeah, humans? however.
0: Yeah. And then apes are stupid. Yeah, apes
2: yeah. are stupid. Just
1: so graceful.
0: Yeah.
1: Doesn't want to deal with it. Yeah, but he, he works his way up to right-hand man. Because I think that's what he ends up being in the uh, the later films. Mm-hmm. so good character inclusion
0: yep um i assume koba is the villain of the second movie because um, he looks so scary
1: maybe the third
0: too i don't i don't remember i know he is definitely he, he the villain. is
2: in the second one
0: do they kill him right at the beginning of the third one no I can't remember if he was like a. They go kill. I'm being
2: careful because I don't know how much interest you have in the second one.
0: I might watch it, but I might read the Wikipedia tonight and try to suss out how much ape peril there is, and then see get a sense of whether I'm strong. You can Uh, you can speak freely, is
2: what I'm saying. Honestly, like there are like no apes in cages in the second one. Like, they have... But the... the people shoot at them? They do.
0: Okay, no. Leave them alone. Yeah, because... Think... It makes me... I'm going to turn into Diane Fossey over here. <laughs> like... It...
2: And there's a lot more, like, babies.
0: Uh, no, no. So, I will... I'm intrigued to know what happens. I will read the Wikipedia okay, summary. Okay, got it,
2: got it. Yeah, Cobas in it. Okay. Yeah. Kobe's in yeah, it. Yeah, I think he is the villain, or he's He comes just... back in, like, flashbacks on the third one, if I remember correctly.
0: That's what it
2: is. Yeah, he's that, definitely... if that answers your question.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, doesn't doesn't get a, a ton of screen time here. He's just the the first test subject of the new
2: mm-hmm. the new batch. Yeah. So he recruits. So I noticed again watching this, he recruits some normal apes from the zoo that are not gassed. Yeah. And they seem to be pretty on board with everything that's going on.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, the <laughs> apes have like a pack mentality. I get yeah. And alpha. True.
2: But, I mean, all of a sudden, you have, like, four or five of the gorillas. Oh, when go, I could flip, see flip, flip, all
0: the different orangutans flip, flip, running out of the zoo. The bus, like...
2: Flipping the bus over. Yeah. And yeah, pushing it. It's, by that point, I'm like, go ahead. We're a- already. A-bond. A- 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 yeah. like, but I also noticed, like.
0: They've these... been throwing spears at this point. We have to just let I go. I love that.
2: I love that the... they took the thing off the the, the, the iron fence off the yeah. zoo. Yeah. Love it. That shot where, like, they all come to the top of the roof and they all have the spears and it's like, boom, 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 like, zoomed in on on Caesar's face. Yeah. Love it. Where he Great just, stuff.
1: Like, he doesn't break eye contact with the animal control guy, has his arm outstretched to put a spear in it so he can just throw it through the hood of his car.
2: Yeah. You know? Yeah. Badass. Yeah. So good. Yeah.
0: You can definitely tell there. that was one of the moments I was like, yep, this came out during the heyday of 3D. Oh, that okay. was like a 3D.
2: Yeah. Shot. Oh, yeah. There was some 3D stuff going on here. The manhole cover. The manhole cover. Uh, the manhole yeah, cover
0: you know. Um, the leap onto the helicopter. All that. Yeah.
2: Then yeah. you kind of gasped a little bit, but like the the big scene in this is him speaking for the first oh time. Oh my god.
0: Well, because I was, I I don't know why I thought it it wasn't going to happen until the end. I guess we were in the final third. Um and i was annoyed that they gave tom felton the line get your hands off me you damn dirty ape uh, yeah. and the his voice was just like, no i was like ah
2: <laughs>
0: it was i was taken aback
2: it's but, good it's it's a well conceived mm-hmm. sequence
0: yeah i did not feel like this movie would surprise me necessarily like that you get a sense of where the arc is going it's yeah. satisfying but at no point did i feel like i would be surprised and that Still managed to surprise me. The actual the,
1: first th- words. The
0: actual, the, it's placement there. Yeah. Because they don't do any kind of, they, you know, they show he's incredibly smart, he's incredibly skilled, he's resourceful, he's going to start doing this. And you think that the sort of big final stand is going to be, and they're all going to leave. And then when he whips around, it's just like, no! you're Like, <laughs> at no point, they don't do any cheesy shit of him, like, Clearing his throat or trying to talk or yeah. anything, so it gets to be this really shocking moment. Yeah,
1: yeah, because there's no indication throughout the rest of it that they will end up speaking by the end of it. That could easily have been either a very last scene, like mm-hmm. when he says goodbye to Franco. We could have gotten a thing. I mean, we end up getting Bye. his Bye. words or whatever, but um, but yeah, it does it does come in at a rather shocking time of you you don't know how uh, ingrained the new languages and things are in him yet
2: because it does seem rather organic that even afterwards he's just screaming no because it seems like oh this is the only thing i do know how to like say and then obviously he gets a little more adventurous with the language but i think he says a couple other things later on in the movie
1: i think it's just whatever he says to franco at the end i don't think he says anything else
0: there were a couple times i thought he was saying like, I thought things. maybe I heard, like, an
1: okay or fine or yeah, something Yeah, no, like that, I mean, he's not doing complete <laughs> sentences. I think he yeah.
0: says stop at one point. Oh, maybe. Maybe he just says no again.
1: Yeah. Yeah, because <laughs> he stops the ape from killing the other attendant because that guy was nice. Like, he at least wasn't an asshole, um, so they didn't kill him, which was which was good. But the, the scared look on that dude's face when Franco shows up and he's like, he spoke. Your, your monkey spoke, was just like, damn, the dude is... Freak the fuck out. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. so that guy did a good job there. He needed a cookie. Yeah. All oh, the cookies were gone, though. the monkeys ate. I
2: always, that sequence of all the cookies kept going into, like, the shelves is so good. <laughs> I don't know why it's...
1: It's the exact opposite of the feeling I had when they threw the first
2: amount of food Oh, my God, there. my stomach just turns. Whatever that props to the prop department. Yeah. Had, that just is gross.
0: After we looked at John Lithgow's beautiful tater tot and perfect egg breakfast. Oh, yeah.
2: Even Caesar's, like, fruit salad or whatever he was eating.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: They go to have the charcuterie in the forest. You know, they're having their little kissy-time picnic while Caesar plays around. What did you think of the inclusion of James Franco's girlfriend? Do you think that was wholly unnecessary as I do?
0: Yeah, I... Pretty
2: unnecessary, yeah. In
0: my notes for last week, I said, I don't need any corny ape bullshit. (laughs) In my notes for this week... It says I don't need any horny human bullshit. Yeah. I like I guess she's a stand-in for you know, someone who's going to like talk about like he is an ape, he's going to
2: change. She's so what like she almost adds absolutely nothing. Nothing
1: yeah. other than that very first conversation of like I mean, he's going to grow up and become like a big giant. See, but that
0: should be Brian Cox with his dyed goatee. Yeah. Give me more Cox.
1: Sure, you want to say that again? Give me
0: more. (laughs) Brian C. Yeah. Just. Like. Suffers from early 2000s. Like, token female character who. She's a scientist. She's a doctor. She's a veterinarian, so she's, she's smart.
2: She's the only female,
0: right? In and the movies, and the she alien. really exists just to make out with James Franco. So yeah. what does it make a difference? Like, make her a model? It's just gives, studio, you don't no, give a studio. We shit. gotta
2: have a female in here somewhere.
1: Yeah, it's really it's the home health aide, her, and then one of the scientists when they're trying out one thirteen. That's it. Like, yeah. He's actually testing off the charts. Look at me. I'm the third woman.
2: Yeah. <laughs> You're more
0: right. women in STEM. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> there wasn't the pushback then. You know? Yeah. Now there is. So the next Planet of the Apes movie will have more women in, in the science field.
0: I, like... it's At a certain point, like, don't just give me a superfluous woman. Like, get I would rather get nothing. Like don't tell me you got me something for christmas and it's a box with a dog turd in it <laughs> like just and not like i should say like that's her performance isn't bad it's just the character is is a big it's number so yeah. it's
1: nothing like i wonder if they thought we wouldn't find franco relatable or likable enough it's like
0: <laughs> no a woman feels safe with him it's fine yeah
1: because <laughs> um, yeah it doesn't really make any sense again she just has the one warning at the beginning and then seemingly, and I'm not sure of the passage of time at the beginning, because at one point it says three years later, and then it says five years later. But I don't know if the later is from the three, the five years is from the third year or from the beginning. So, like, I don't know, is, is he five or is he eight?
0: I think he's eight. Yeah.
1: So, like, in the five years that James Franco is seemingly dating this woman, because they go out on a date at the end, which was the really cheesy line you rolled your eyes really hard. I could feel it on the other side of the <laughs> couch. When he's like, oh he's saying we should go on a date. <laughs> that was his most James Franco winky moment. But like, yeah. How did she not know what he was doing? How did she not know any of the things that were happening in the 5 years that they were dating? Because when he tells Caesar the story of where he came from and how his mom was like a she test subject, she is absolutely floored and then they go back to the house that they seemingly share and he just pulls back like a divide like a wardrobe divider. With, like, all of
2: his research, like, you never yeah, looked it's in like that a room. fucking air wall that just moves out of the way, yeah.
0: Yeah. It de-
2: <sighs> She's like, I've never seen this room. What is this, this place? place?
0: I mean, so much of that could have been, like, give me more John Lithgow, actually. That's where that character makes sense. Yeah. Of, like, you know, he comes back and he's the person saying, like, this is a, a fucking chimpanzee. Like, I love him. He's cute. It's going to be very hard for him to live here, yeah. despite what you think.
1: Well, especially after the first attack where he's just like, you know, when he's still a baby and mm-hmm. he hasn't gone full ape mode on that dude yet. Yeah. John Lithgow is scared. And at that point, he has his faculties because he's already taken the first dose of the drug and he's quote unquote like he has his life again.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You'd think that's where you would get the speech of like, you can't, we can't, we gotta do something. We gotta kick this off and get him out of here. Get him some help or a sanctuary or something
0: yeah and like maybe having a little bit more of like stop fucking with me stop giving me shit stop trying to play god like nothing good can come of this
1: yeah yeah Yeah, you never get the sense that he other than the very final moment where he just puts his hand on James to be like don't like I'm I'm dying I'm dead yeah don't give me the aerosol drug like it's it's fine yeah which ends up being good, because otherwise he would have given him the aerosol drug. He would have wandered around sneezing blood for a week before finally dying anyway.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, so
1: it's good that he went peacefully in his sleep. But, like, he doesn't even get a speech of just, like... Again, like you said, stop playing God. Like, it's fine. Like, this is... I'm at peace now. Like, don't worry about it. Just... Yeah. Keep plugging away on your science stuff. Like, good luck on your chemistry test. But... You, you, you
2: gotta stop this. That's why I like the other movies a little more because they address a lot deeper conversations about everything that's been going on. And this movie's kind of just running at like a middle school level Yeah, intelligence. And they're not, the movie has an agenda. They just want to stick to digital apes and mayhem and get into that fairly quickly without bogging you down with existential questions about apes taking over the world
1: <laughs> yeah like they have it's clearly that they have a point a and they have a point b and they have no uh sense of what's in between those two it's like okay we want to have a baby ape born smart and then by the end of it we need to have a bunch of apes all wreaking havoc starting a planet of the apes franchise from here yeah <laughs> so what what happens in between that does feel very inconsequential almost because it's really just How can we radicalize this ape and get him to break out and go on a murder spree? Yeah. (laughs) So everything with the humans does fall a little flat in that regard. But again, that's not what we're here for. We're here for...
2: Right. But even later on in the second one, you have stronger human characters with plights and other things that they're having issues with with the apes and some of them being okay with what's been going on and... Yeah, well, because by Literally. the time you
1: get 10 years on, like, those are the survivors at this point, so yeah. they would be the stronger-willed ones or the physically stronger ones right. or whatever, because they've been dealing with this the
2: longest. Right, they're just better written characters, too, so...
1: Yeah, and that might be the change in, you know, director, Correct. that might be the change in writers, because I know Matt Reeves worked heavily on the second two, like, yeah. the writing and creation of it, in addition to the, the couple that wrote this one. Yeah. Um, he comes on board, so he does again tonal shift pretty big pretty big yeah Uh, for those second two were you shocked at all by the tone of this one how it is more just like like a regular drama movie about alzheimer's research (laughs) for like half of it
0: a little i was relieved to be honest even just you know the colors in the shots i'm like it's okay it's going to yeah. be okay. Oh my god. I don't
2: know. The, f- the third one's basically monochromatic. Yeah, it's very gray and um, dark.
0: It was surprising. Definitely a little bit more levity.
2: It's more traditional, it's, summer, Yeah, it's traditional, yeah. yeah. Type of movie where the other ones like go against the grain like the Dark Knight type of shit where it's just solemn, okay, we are getting those action beats, but in the meantime, it's like there's a lot of melancholy and shit going on. It's like... How much doom and gloom can you take? Yeah, Not a lot, if it
0: involves ape peril. <laughs> very small.
2: Ape peril. Yeah, I don't know. I guess it really depends on your mileage with that shit. But...
0: Yeah, that's, yeah I, I know that is a very personal take but just, you know. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Something I noticed is they hint at you know, oh, we've got our first manned flight to Mars, yep. and then the ship is lost. Yeah, like setting up.
1: Yep. The that's future the one, Taylor. That's the one real tease for the future mm-hmm. is that, uh, and it never comes to pass. Like even you, if you saw mean, the yeah. third one, that doesn't it doesn't mm-hmm. come back around again. I think it's not enough time has passed, and there's clearly.
0: Yeah, the no, pump, it's the not gonna.
1: Hole, and it'll be four hundred years or whatever that they do end yeah. up showing back up, but.
0: Well, has Matt Reeves said he has a vision for picking it up after, like, he has an idea for another trilogy, but with, like, a a time jump, I believe.
1: I don't know if he specifically said anything. Or somebody. I I do know that there is technically an in-development sequel to it, but they haven't said, oh, it's a direct sequel to it. All the quotes I saw is basically like, Any future ape film that we do in the near future, like 2019 was the last time they said anything about it, they said it would take place in this universe. So whether that is time jump to the future and we're just doing Planet of the Apes again.
0: Oh, dude, maybe this is when they do Ape Renaissance. They can retrofit it.
1: Yeah, I mean, there could be a a huge time jump to what we already know, or there could be a eventual building up of a more society. Because I don't remember it, but even by the end of the third one, there's not a society at this point. It is just pardon the pun, guerrilla warfare. Because they're all just hiding yeah. in the woods, uh,
2: you know, fighting for survival. It'd be tough, because basically that movie ends with the fact that everyone's losing their fucking voice. Where, like, yeah. in the first one, the voice is gone. Yeah. Until Charles Henson showed up. So, I don't know how you have a movie where you can't interact with humans.
1: I mean, you could do a movie where it is just an entire ape society. Where, like, you make a movie that is just a regular summer ten-pole blockbuster. Just apes. But it's just apes. Like, <laughs> you, know, like you <laughs> now theoretically do it.
2: Now we're talking.
1: And that's also something, again, not having seen all the sequels, I don't feel like we get that in the sequels, right? There's always at least some human characters.
0: Pretty
2: much, right?
0: Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, I mean, you could do a movie where it is just, it's apes, like in the Renaissance or in, you know, the very early stages of development. And they have human zoos, you know, where they have something where they're doing early science experiments on right. women, but you don't have to have any of them speaking. They could just essentially fill the ape role from this movie and just completely reverse the roles from this movie to that one. Possible. History of the Ape Part 1.
0: Yes. Yes. That's, that's what I like to hear.
1: Yeah. So, I'm again, they haven't said anything definitive. I don't know what the pandemic did to this it could have killed any chance of it i don't know what the disney fox merger did to this
0: right i think that's a bigger question
1: i think um it's certainly on the table that you know disney could resurrect this under the 20th century Plan banner. Of the
2: apes theme
0: park dude let's go to bedrock
1: let's go to, <laughs> oh, yeah, go to tell you <laughs> yeah animal kingdom's begging for yeah. the planet
0: of the apes section
1: all the cast members are dressed as apes oh like, yeah beneath yeah
0: I'm going to throw myself out a window <laughs> just thinking about it.
1: You could pray to the giant rocket. I <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Well, well,
0: <laughs>
1: but yeah, so nothing, nothing concrete. Again, the last thing, uh, this was December 3rd, 2019. It was reported that Wes ball is currently set to write and direct an untitled planet of the apes film. They confirmed he would be directing and it would be set after the events of war following Caesar's legacy. So the stuff was done, but Hmm. they said they would start, this was as of March, as of March in an interview with the Hollywood Reporter, uh, 20th Century Studios President stated the production would start between late summer or early fall of 2022, so we could actually be getting a brand new one in the next couple of years. Okay. Set in the same universe, it seems.
0: Okay.
1: Yeah, I don't know how crazy they'll get with it, but. Hopefully it's a a little less straightforward than just, like, a reboot of the first movie. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Don't don't touch it. Just leave it alone. Leave it be.
1: It would be interesting to see what the CGI looks like, though, for if they go full humanoid with the apes, the way they are in the Mm. first one. Or do they still keep them pretty ape-like and just standing on hind legs the way that Caesar is by the end of this? And how they mostly act in the sequels. Right.
0: Does Caesar wear clothes in the third one? I don't remember. He's got like one of those. Like he has a, a bandolier. Yeah,
1: he's a bandolier or something. I don't think he's wearing pants anymore. Oh, no. all right. I did like his little grubby house lounging look of like sweatpants and just like the beat up shirt. Oh, yeah. College yeah. kids. Yeah. Like
2: sort of yeah.
1: yeah. I love that sequence where he goes to his room where he's like, he's getting cookies off the top shelf and he's flipping around and he basically goes all the way from the bottom floor to the attic without touching the ground.
2: Great stuff. Yeah. It's great. Camera movements are flying all over the place. In this oh, yeah. Too. They sure. look good.
1: Did you have a particular favorite ape moment? Oh,
0: favorite ape moment.
2: I think I, you like Maurice's reveal. Oh, dude,
0: I do, I do.
2: Ooh. Ooh.
0: ooh. <laughs> Love Maurice. Um, And I like when the gorilla gets freed. I basically just want, like, a homeward bound version with these apes. Like, that's... I just want the apes to get home and be happy. To go on an adventure. I don't want them to be in any danger or have any stress. So I like when we meet Maurice, <laughs> a friend, and we get our friend the gorilla out. Those are my top eight moments. Okay. How about you guys?
2: I don't know. Favorite ape moment in this movie? I, I think I like the spears. I like the when spears. they got the spears. It's yeah. yeah, it's like
1: him going up to his room. Like, he's just like a kid having fun. Like, that seems like the scene of a kid on a Saturday, parents are out running errands and you've got the house to yourself and you're just like, I'm eating cookies and I'm watching TV and I'm doing flips in the bedroom. and right. Like, that seems like a kid kind yeah. of moment. And yeah. it was just fun. How did you feel about the, the big finale, the bridge fight? Was that satisfying enough as like a us versus them scenario or is it just kind of like whatever?
0: I think it's pretty satisfying. Okay. How, how do you guys feel?
2: I, I always liked the moment where he comes out of the fog. It looks like a horse, and he's on the horse. Yeah. yeah, great shot. Good stuff.
0: And I like as he starts to be like, "Okay, you guys go up. We're like, you guys go down. Like, we're gonna yeah.
2: strategize." Yes. And
0: you get to use that whole.
2: Yeah, I don't like when Maury sees the first ape fall, and, oh. and you see because he's so chill the entire time. He's, you, so yeah. he's
0: so upset, and
2: he's so upset.
0: I'm upset. He's upset. Then we immediately pan to the baby. I was like,
1: "No, yeah, yeah that's where the baby came." So like, least favorite eight moment. Yeah. yeah, least favorite. Um, yeah, the helicopter starts mowing him down.
0: Yeah, yeah that it was tough. It's a, it's a good set piece,
2: though. So. Yeah, yeah well, I love when that bridge in peril. Yeah. <laughs> always a good time.
1: Yeah, we didn't get any of the standard uh, Golden Gate Bridge and peril stuff. Like, there wasn't, like, the ropes breaking and, like, all the cables snapping. No, and, like, no, kind of... it
2: wasn't Godzilla or any other shit. Yeah. yeah, ooh, it
1: might fall, I don't know. Yeah. Pretty standard stuff. It does make for a really good shot at the end, though, of the bridge encased in the fog that is there, which is a nice, like, oh, that happens. Yeah, With all of the black smoke from the burning cars and just destruction over top right. of it. Where you see this beautiful vista of San Francisco... And the bridge and the forest and all this stuff, and then just all of the destruction on the bridge. Yeah, was a nice
2: shot to end it. I suppose it's why we're like the second one too. And I know you'll be reading the Wikipedia fucking mm-hmm. thing later on, <laughs> but uh, is that they don't change locations? Like they basically they stay in the redwoods just outside the city, kind of amass their army and their intelligence and their mm-hmm. community. While the humans are like trying to survive in San Francisco, yeah, and that bridge is still a character in the movie. You kind mm-hmm. of going back and forth as like a, a quite literally a bridge between the communities. Yeah, um,
1: it's the line of the forbidden zone. Yeah. yeah,
2: so there's like a real sense of place of where these apes are, and they haven't like gone on some sort of Oregon Trail migration <laughs> to somewhere <something laughs> greener pastures or anything quite yet.
0: But, yeah, because the third I was one gonna...
2: they're so removed from that location. I think they've they're going to like dakota or something like that. i don't know where they are that the uh,
1: yeah i think it's just they stick to the forests of the west coast I they just go north or some shit yeah yeah, yeah like then the redwood forest yeah. or in oregon or whatever yeah i do always feel bad whenever he uh when he draws the home window on the wall oh
2: right because at first i always forget like what the fuck is he drawing and then it's like oh yeah it's the window, it's the window he puts you know, his he little head yeah
0: that was a low point yeah, I, just, had, I was white knuckling at that point. Oh, that was the low point. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, Mm-mm. I cannot look at his sad face any longer. I can't do it. Something's got to give. And I think we meet Maurice shortly afterwards. Yeah. Which is a boost.
1: Yeah, because I, I, I feel bad when you first <laughs> see him climb up in the sanctuary and he goes to like seemingly go outside where it's like the painted yeah. sky or whatever. And he's just like, wait, it's a fucking wall. Like, what is this? No windows? Like, oh, shit. Where am I? what's happening? Like, you feel bad for him in that moment. But then when he draws the window, because that's his only connection to home, and he's just so sad. hmm I hate it. I hate it. Andy Serkis did a great job, though.
0: Yeah. He does a good job. Never disappoints.
2: Good-looking computer ape.
0: Yeah. Yep.
1: Did at any point while you were watching the performance, did it ever feel like a a golem or any of the other, like fully CG characters that he's motion captured before, or did it feel like its own thing because it was so clearly an ape? Like you bought it pretty early on.
0: I buy, I, yeah, I buy it as chimpanzee. And then, you know, at certain points, his, his posture shifts and like you move out of, it's a chimpanzee to this is Caesar. And it's just feels like a separate classification. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think the movie does a good job of kind of seamlessly evolving him in some ways to move like from four legs to two, yeah. where it never just feels like at all of a sudden you're you're looking at a Roddy McDowell <laughs> character, yeah. yeah. Um, it's a good performance, good design. I mean, I was upset by it. He made me sad. It's clearly it yeah, works. Clearly it worked, yeah. yeah.
1: So, I mean, is there anything else that you guys want to talk about? Any other feelings that you have, Johnny?
2: I suppose one question I wanted to ask, Bridget, was if you remove the Planet of the Apes branding and everything on this, does that do anything for this movie for you? Does it bother you that it does have the Planet of the Apes branding attached to it? Because I was thinking about it. I'm like, if this movie wasn't called Planet of the Apes and it was just what it could be anything, I don't know, Rampage or something, whatever... Does the movie still work for you? Does it work better for you?
0: It might work a little bit better, you know, if you were to just sort of memory hole all of it.
1: Um, That's how I saw it anyway.
0: (laughs) That's true. (laughs) Yeah, really, yeah. It might improve it. It would certainly be an improved movie if they didn't have a reference, so many references to the original.
1: Yeah, we get the, like the hands weird... off your damn dirty ape. Yep. We got Caesar building a little Statue of Liberty Lego.
0: Mm-hmm. That I don't mind. That felt more. That subtle. was like Easter Eggie, like the, the... Yeah. yeah. Like just like finding ways to shoehorn in like the classic lines. I'm like, you should do one. Pick one. And what was the Have other one Brian did? Cox deliver it? I really um, think
2: of the damn. Well, there was one. the. It's a madhouse. It's a, mad it's a house. madhouse. A uh-huh. madhouse. Yeah,
0: Tom Felton shouldn't. Get Brian Cox on the horn to to do those. Yeah. Yeah. I think James Franco has one as well. In the early part of the movie. Just like, like, don't, don't call attention to the fact that, at least in my opinion, don't call attention to the fact that there's a better version of your movie. Yeah, yeah, correct. That like, is
1: always the the trouble with reboots. And yeah, reboots.
0: like, mm, t- are you sure you want to remind people? <laughs> yeah, but you
1: gotta get that one. You gotta get a couple of those. I saying.
0: You get one. You get one.
1: Even the damn dirty one to... feels too fu- too on the nose.
0: Ugh. Yeah.
1: Like I know it's an iconic line from the original, but like even when Michael Clark Duncan said it in the last one, I'm like, okay, we gotta do it. I know,
2: but I don't like it. No. <laughs> I don't like that. I I know that here. It's it's fine. Yeah. But at least this one was a little more intense and visceral. Where the Michael Clark Duncan one was such a throwaway line and executed so poorly yeah. that it was just like, ugh, really? Yeah. And it was done like twenty minutes into the movie. It's like you, you could have chosen to put it anywhere. Yeah. At yeah, least told- this. At least they put it in like a nice defining moment, second act moment. Yeah. And I don't even think they said like hands. He said pause, So they changed it up a little bit. But he's like, get your damn paws off me. But still, yeah, just to sort of. Quite literally ape off of the old one.
0: Mm-hmm. Plus, it's Tom Felton going, Get your filthy paws off me, you damn dirty potter. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, it's just like, potter. I'm like,
1: ugh. Yeah, there were a couple mannerisms where I'm like, that I feel was, bad. That I feel like I'm point. picking
0: on yeah. him was... a little bit, but well, he I he it, says fine. Yeah. yeah. Like, He's a he doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like,
2: what, what do you think of his demise?
0: Finally. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Water hose with the taser, though. That's a hell of a way to go. That's
2: great.
0: No,
1: And then they watched it back on film and just like, fuck. (laughs) I did like Caesar's reaction that moment of like, shit, I killed a person.
0: Yeah. That feels very like, oh, no. I didn't. Ape bad. Yeah.
1: Because you kind of get that sense from him when he bites the pilot's finger of like, oh, I fucked up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I I went full ape on him and I shouldn't have done that. I'm I'm part people's. I should know. I'm bad. I'm going to rest my head on John Lithgow's shoulder. I did a bad thing. Yeah. Uh, and he, you kind of see it a little bit, but then he's just like, man, but fuck that dude. And then, like, walks away. Yeah. <laughs> fuck him. Yeah. But that's why he saves the other attendant. So that way he can he can make up for it. But be like, no, no, no. Only that dude. Because that dude right. sucks. <laughs> We're only killing him. Everybody else, will just uh, jump on. Oh, any other thoughts from you, Bridget? You want to put a bow on this?
0: Well, I guess, do we have any final thoughts as we close out Ape? Real... Any reflections on the series?
1: I still think Beneath is the favorite one I saw this month.
0: Yay! Uh, that makes me happy. That was, was such a good time.
1: Yeah, it was just silly, fun, goofy, B-movie type. Um, the The other one was, the first one was more straightforward, and therefore suffered from straightforward movie problems. Mm-hmm. The reboot was just a mess from everything other than the like the technical aspects of it, and the design work of the apes and then this one's just it's a fine movie that ends up being probably better than it had any reason to be like because again who's clamoring for a reboot of planet of the apes Mm -hmm. especially one where it's all about people and very little about smart talking sophisticated apes which is what you come to expect from a planet of the apes movie so that was still my favorite that we saw and i do want to go back and watch the
2: other sequels at some point
0: dude wait
2: it's a trip if i remember correctly it's a trip you're gonna have a good time.
1: Yeah, so we'll uh, we'll get to that at some point. Maybe not for the show, but right. at the very yeah. least, I want to watch them. So. Right.
2: Yeah, I don't know. I I I have an easier time. If we've talked about this before, but divorcing myself from the older ones, comparing them to these ones. I know Bridget. I I, I love them. They're beloved by you. Um, but I just I see them as completely different movies. They're not trying to be one or the other. I believe maybe like the Tim Burton one is probably the closest one trying to be. Yeah. The first one, where these other ones are different, they're just, do. they're going to the beat of their own drum, they're doing mm-hmm. their own thing. But yeah, I enjoy them for different reasons. The first one is just a classic, classic sci fi. Mm-hmm. And it's just methodically paced and it's charming, like you said. It's great. Yeah. And Beneath is wackadoo, nuts off the rails. Yeah. Awesome. And has the best ending out of all of them. Yeah. <laughs> Certainly bleak and abrupt. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. And then these ones, I uh, the newer ones will f- just fuck the Tim Bart one for now. Just yeah, if we, say I'd less. Listen, good, 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 good makeup and some of the design, but yeah, just so forgettable. And the ending makes no sense. If it's but, the only one you haven't watched, I think it's worth
1: a watch just to see what they did with the ape costumes. And
2: oh yeah, like I said, that's interesting stuff. It, and but Tim Roth is great in it, I yes. think. But I think I enjoy these. This franchise, a newer one, from a technical standpoint, more than anything else. I just think it's really impressive what movies have come to, yeah. what they can do with shit, and it's uh, it's pretty wild. And uh, like you said, Adam, they have no reason to be as good as they are, but they yeah. just they're, for a classic franchise reboot. It's really good stuff. Good stuff.
1: So I know you you mentioned Bridget. You're gonna read the Wikipedia. Do you think there's a part of you that even if you read that, that you'll maybe want to watch the the middle one that you haven't seen, <sighs> just to round out the apes franchise for you
0: i'm like 50 50 right now i'm not sure okay i can't i can't decide well i have to read the synopsis
1: okay
0: and kind of gauge how much peril maybe it won't be as upsetting though because my sound system isn't as good as yours <laughs> And with, like the tinny tv <laughs> speakers it's not as distressing okay
1: so what you're saying is you want to come over and watch it no no now?
0: Uh, mm -mm.
1: yeah maybe maybe you just have to watch it in a setting where you're either not fully paying attention or a group setting to where people can laugh about stuff or talk you off a ledge if it seems like it's going too far if someone
0: laughed at ape peril in front of me i would slap them in the face
1: no but like if if there's dumber (laughs) stuff around the ape peril that is funny or goofy
2: yeah
0: i i'm
1: I mean,
2: I'll be the first one to say age. any of the humor in this franchise is found in the first one, and beyond that, uh-huh. takes, yeah takes... even find still, much. there's
1: not a lot of humor in it. Like, there's some yeah. like, cutesy monkey stuff at the beginning, but there's not, like, jokes, and there's right. not no. real yeah. lightheartedness. It is kind of dour, so it's yeah. a good tone setter for, right. for the wars to come.
0: Yeah, I'm glad we did this. Thank you for indulging, April. Yeah. I know this was...
2: I, we sort gotta do, messed. I think we gotta do a part two at some point.
0: Yeah, I love the Planet of the Apes movies, even the ones I hate, because they just—I have strong feelings about all of them.
1: They just do something for you. They you
0: know? do.
1: Nice. Well, yeah. If you haven't listened to all of the episodes of Ape Roll, uh, definitely go back and do that. As we said, we, we talked about a couple of the originals, a reboot, and a re-reboot, uh, and pretty successful on the whole. I mean, even the. Last week's one wasn't great, but there was still stuff that we took away and and liked about it, Uh, especially for you guys who hadn't seen it in a while, came away being like, okay, there's actually some good stuff in here. There's a lot of bad stuff, but there's some good stuff too. So I think it's a pretty successful franchise, what I've seen of it, and definitely going to check out more. But uh, definitely go back and listen to those if you haven't already. But we are finally finished with April, so that will do it for this week's episode of Fine, I'll Watch It. Remember, you can find every episode of Fine, I'll Watch It every Thursday morning on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Stitcher, and Spotify. Remember, you can rate and review the show in-app on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Let us know what you think of the show. Uh, give us five stars, we greatly appreciate that. Make sure to tell a friend if you like what you hear as well. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter at Broken Clock Pods. So Let us know what you think of the Planet of the Apes franchise. What is your favorite? And same things we've been asking uh, each and every week. What are your favorite player of the Apes movies? Is there anything particular that you really enjoy in the movies that you don't like? Because we always like to try to find positives, even in the bad stuff. Uh, let us know on Facebook and Twitter at Broken Clock Pod. But once again, for Fine, I'll watch it. My name is Adam. I'm Bridget. And I'm Johnny. And thanks so much for listening.